0: hey everyone jake here again we are pumping out these round tables um back to back to back every week so far um, for the last few weeks uh this time we have um let's start off with our very special guest uh dylan tellum from Abmat. he's here um he wanted to have a conversation with some creators um about a number of different topics which we will dive into later um but some of those things um, are just like, what what's working in the content creator world? How can he work better with them? Um, we'll talk product knockoffs, we'll talk about the future of the home gym uh, community, etc. cetera. So, so Dylan is kind of the reason we are here. Um, so we appreciate his enthusiasm about chatting with people like us. Um, so that's one, we also have Kurt, he's back again, AKA the Kurt Locker. We have John Greaves III from Garage Gym Life, No Fate 247. Some know him as Jonathan. Um, and then we have Keith, also known as the known wine cellar. So we have a kind of combination of some of the roundtables we've had in, in the past as well. We had a few back out, it would have been a huge group, um, but this number feels right. Um, so, before I go into the questions, while we have Dylan here, I just want to um, make a quick announcement about something that ABMAT's going to be doing at Home Gym Con next April. So, they have their 400 square foot booth um, that they decided to get for next year, but then they added 200 additional square feet. And I'm not sure the proportions of what it's going to be, but Um, Dylan decided to do some, he wanted to go above and beyond from what he did last year and, um, just wanted to stand out a little bit as well. And, uh, he, we kind of brainstormed and kind of came up with the ABMAT innovation station at home gym con. Um, so some of the details are still kind of being worked out, but basically what it's going to give. Um, certain people an opportunity to do is there will be an application that they'll uh, fill out, but they'll have the, if you are an inventor, you have something for the Home Gym community, maybe you um, don't have a brand, a specific brand yet, but you have something that you want to display or get feedback on, um, that's what the ABMAT Innovation Station will be for um, at Home Gym Con. So uh, we'll, we'll decide upon how many actual people can, can do this. Um, but keep it in mind that just keep that in mind. If you have a product idea and maybe you want a goal to, to have it released by a certain, certain date, that might be a good thing. Um, but it'll be cool. I'm guessing there'll be a handful of, of inventors at the app booth that have some sort of product to showcase and, uh, people can come by and test it out. Did I uh, get that right, Dylan? You know, the, the, the whole point behind this was
1: um, kind of inspired by last year's Home Gym Con. We had a couple of people that came out there with the intent of just meeting us over at Abmat and showing us their products. And um, I know just as well as anybody, it's it's a could be a costly endeavor to, you know, set up a whole booth. It's it's daunting, especially if you have a limited portfolio or a small, you know, product line. Uh And we just really wanted to give an opportunity to show that one, Abmat is invested in innovation within the garage gym space and give independent inventors, tinkerers, ideators, an opportunity to show products, whether it's a a crayon drawing, an idea, present them to us, talk to us about them, garner some advice, uh, display the products to anybody out there. Um, This is absolutely free. There's absolutely no cost for anybody. There's nothing that they need to do. There's no qualifiers really other than that they have some type of product to show or display um but yeah we just want to attach it to what we do because uh you know innovation within the home gym community is a large part of what that does so i think this is going to be a good space and a really good opportunity in the premier uh home gym uh convention out there to kind of get some of those products to the market or at least to show them to the people who can help you bring them to market so
0: yeah cool yeah awesome idea that should be fun all right, let's let's roll right into uh why are you laughing, Kurt?
2: The premier uh, home gym I know, conference I know. is uh <laughs> it just sounds really good. I'm not I'm not upset. I
0: love it. I'm not, it. Sound good. Yep. Nope. All right, let's uh let's roll right into the first question though. So this one uh the the bulk of the question is for Dylan and then we'll have a conversation after, but Dylan, uh, you, uh, are part of Abmat, and you, you've had some, some of your products knocked off in the past, um, not just recently, but for the last few years, uh, it seems like it's on Amazon and other companies with just other larger companies with uh, products that are very similar to yours. Um, can you give us your perspective on what product knockoffs do to the home gym industry? It's really a double-edged
1: sword, right? I, I, I'm, I'm a capitalist through and through. Um, don't don't get me wrong. I believe in competition. It creates um, you know, a, a, a certain level of playing field that is constantly getting better. Um, but I do believe that there's better ways to go about it. I believe in a model of what I call collaborative capitalism. Collaborative capitalism is a model in which I believe in where you can exist within the confines of modern-day capitalism, but open up a company that's not based off of how much money a single person at the top can make. It's about a collective of an entire community that can uh, provide ideas and develop products and new sources of information which can be marketed and everybody gets a piece based off of their contributions. Um, It's perhaps it's a utopian idea that I I peddle uh, every single day of my life that may never occur, but at the very least today alone, marks the seven-year anniversary of my involvement within the fitness industry october 4th 2016 is when i started and i can't speak for what the industry was like before i got here uh before abmat started with its business model of you know collaboration over competition but from what i have seen the home gym community has more collaboration today than it did five years ago you know and it's not just because admats collaborating with other companies other companies are also collaborating with independent inventors. You're seeing it from content creators. You're seeing it from independent inventors. You're seeing it from, uh, companies, uh, collaborating with each other. Uh, you know, it's taking subject matter experts, you know, people are collaborating with Admat just on the foam, uh, components of their products. I'm working with some of the largest companies that uh, are in the United States right now, just on their foam implements of their products. You know, they're making a new metal contraption, yada, yada, whatever it is, but it has a small piece of foam they're not doing it themselves, they're coming to AdMat because they know we specialize in that. And people are you know, heeding the advice of others and the collaboration aspect. And I think it's turned into a much more um, user-friendly environment that's less cutthroat. So in terms of uh, knockoffs, there's a lot of different realms of knockoffs, right? There's the people who are just data and analytic uh, gurus that spend all of their time figuring out what sells the most on Amazon, sending it over to China, knocking it off by five or $10, running some ads or whatever. These people are, I consider them some of the worst people on the planet. <laughs> Personally, just for me, because of what they do, not only uh, uh, that affects my company and my employees, but the inventors in which I help represent in some capacity. Um, it's hurtful to know that you know some of these products that we spend tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars developing uh, with business practices that I consider to have a high level of morality are being undercut Uh, by just a few dollars. Uh, Amazon's a different animal all on its own, right? These people are not brands. These are just data people that find out what's selling. These guys are selling anything from salt shakers to knock off barbell bombs on Amazon. Um, So Amazon has a reputation of allowing that to happen, uh, making it very, very, very hard to shut down some of these companies. Even though I have patents, I have trademarks, um, I've got American-made tools that I spent $20,000 developing, pumping out parts um, that I'm trying to, you know, continue to sell uh, to customers. It's very difficult, and Amazon doesn't make it easy, but it makes it very easy when you start selling your product on Amazon for companies to kind of figure out how much money you're actually making off these things and determine whether or not it's something that they want to do. These are, it's just a money point you know, they don't care about the, the quality of the product, they don't care that they're literally stealing our designs, stealing from our inventors, their descriptions for SEO, or they don't care at all that they literally take our photos and Photoshop their product over it with our models uh, uh, using the product. Uh, you can see it even on Alibaba. You know These websites are hosting, um, th- they're giving you the opportunity to easily screw over independent inventors and small companies within the United States. Now, don't get me wrong, I, Amazon I believe is has its pluses and minuses. If you're a small company out there that just has no sales, no website, nothing, launching on Amazon is potentially a really good idea. Uh, One company I know that's super successful on Amazon from the get-go was Microgains. He started selling his plates on there because he had no audience. He had no owned uh, audience that he could sell his product to. He didn't have 50,000 people on Instagram. He didn't have uh, 20,000 people on an email blast. didn't have large-scale distribution relationships that abmat has worked very hard to establish and maintain over the last 20 years Um, you know so it's it's very beneficial for launch god forbid you get successful Uh, you know your 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 first concern is who's going to knock you off on the small end of things your next concern if you get really successful is when is amazon going to knock it off on their own Uh, and that's not a fight anybody in the world would ever pick up and and try to go after these guys you know so When you talk about knockoffs, a lot of people will call out the companies that are knocking off our uh, products on Amazon. I don't consider them companies. I consider them vultures within the industry that are trying to make a quick buck, regardless of the quality of their, 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 uh, their offerings. So what hurts the most within the community is when companies with a reputation and a name go out of their way to knock off another product. Now, and I'm not talking about, you know, just a cheap variation of it. I mean, a blatant, complete knockoff of a design, uh, especially with the trademark that creates market confusion because it hurts, you know, not only personally, but it it hurts the companies together. Um, You know, I I can assure you the companies in which I'm thinking of that have knocked off AbMap products recently, their brand value has diminished to a much greater return than they will ever make off of selling those two products. You know uh, or two products any of the products in which that they're selling you know so i i don't believe in bashing other companies to try to put myself ahead i do believe in promoting innovation and backing up innovators right and i don't ever want to come off as abmat is not going to stand behind the inventors and fight for them when something that some other company that has a reputation of uh, that's perceived as high value within the industry does something as egregious as knock off some of our products and use some of our trade names that creates market confusion. Um, it hurts. Um, I, I'm sure all of you are sitting here thinking about the most recent one um, that we're all very familiar with, um, with leakup. It hurt me personally um, because it goes against everything that I fight for every single day, which is collaboration, which in a, in a sense, collaboration is the greatest form of competition right if you collaborate with each other you eliminate your competition and everybody can make money right s i still wholesale all of my products you can buy and resell any one of them as long as you have a reputation of being in a reputable company i don't sell to companies that knock off people that i work with i don't sell to companies that have a long-going portfolio of knockoffs i don't just because it's it doesn't promote what it is that we're trying to build which is a more user-friendly less cutthroat environment for the home gym community as a whole you know abmat has a well i don't know if it, i can't speak for abmat personally but abmat is does not have an official opinion on what occurred in the past couple of weeks abmat is the most apolitical unopinionated company that you'll ever meet and we may try to maintain that as firmly as possible because we want to work with everybody i still want to work with everybody and i i'm willing to let other companies who have created market confusion, correct those, because I believe in second chances, but I do not believe in thirds. Um, So I will give, I'll continue to give people the benefit of the doubt and hope that our model will prevail. Um, When a company of a large scale reputation knocks off one of our products, I don't wake up every day and think of how can I grow Amet and how can I destroy them? It's It's not a thought process for me. It still continues. How can I continue to provide value to my inventors? and grow the ABMAT brand and spread this message of collaboration over competition. It's what I focus on every single day. Every single move that I make is based upon that strategy and that strategy alone. You know, I I get a lot of people that say, you know, ABMAT products are pricey. Some of them are, I'm not gonna disagree with you. Some of them are a little more expensive than I wish that I was selling them for, but it's based off of numbers. It's what it cost us to make it in the United States, price it for wholesale, to keep it open for collaboration. And when somebody buys an AdMap product, it's an investment, right? There's a difference between buying a Rogue Rack and a Titan Rack. When you buy a Rogue Rack, let's just say it's 800 bucks and you want to sell it tomorrow, it's still worth 700 bucks. You buy that Titan Rack for 400 bucks, it's worth 100 bucks if you, somebody's even searching for it on Facebook Marketplace. In terms of value uh, ad, the Rogue Rack's a better deal, right? AdMat products are name brand goods, so they maintain their value a little bit better as well. But when we sell a product, it's not like I'm going out and buying a Maserati. I drive a 2011 Honda Accord with 212,000 miles on it. Uh, every single one of our dollars sits in a bank account and goes into our next innovation. You know, it cost a quarter of a million dollars to make the for- first ever foam molded medicine mold. Um, we didn't do that because we knew there was 50,000 of them being sold every single week on Amazon. We did it to see if we could, you know, to test the boundaries of material science and what was to, uh, you know, question what's going to be. So an investment into an ABMAP product is an investment into further innovation within the space, because we try to focus purely on innovation rather than variation. So um, I can't speak for all knockoffs, right? Some products are so egregiously, egregiously priced throughout, uh, from the get-go that nobody ever buys them. Um, and companies come in with variations of those that are more competitive and, and capture markets. I guess that's fair game. I think there's honorable ways of doing everything. And I, I believe in paying dues to the original inventors. So even if you want to make your own variation, it doesn't hurt to reach out and talk to me and ask, because you'd be surprised in how lenient we are and how much we want to promote innovation. You know, it's uh, it's uh, it's hard to see a company like Alico do what they did. For me personally, this is me speaking on behalf of myself, not the company, because um, I'm Swedish. You know, my great, great, great grandfather was a king of Sweden's pastry chef. And I've always felt this special kinship with uh, this company that I always thought was highly innovative and exercised on a, a level of innovation and quality that was unmatched within the industry. Um, you know, when they come out with in, uh, introducing two new products, you know, in, in a way I didn't I, I, I was first sad, you know, just because it, it hurt. there was a a short period of anger Um, but then i just you know i kind of got to the point where i was like you know what i don't need to compete with this because we've already won they're releasing products that we released years ago you know with features that we've thought of done tested tried and realized they weren't the best features for the product which is why they weren't implemented into our designs you know when it comes to a a foam roller that goes onto a bar you don't think i tried it in a circle (laughs) that was the first one we did you know, uh, you don't think we considered a beaded roller instead of the uh, phone that we used? We did. There's no memory to a beaded roller. Once that gets stretched out, it's never going to fit on properly. Um, you know, and we didn't, I wanted to make the more expensive one that was made out of our urethane foam. Austin wanted to make the cheaper one. Both of them were, were a $30,000 investment. You know what we did? We did them both. Why? Because we didn't know which one the community was going to want. Turns out four to one, the cheaper one sells higher. Um, than the uh, premium one. Quite frankly, it's the one that I use um, just because it's always right there next to the squat rack. But um, long story short, innovation has to be protected. And I don't think it needs to be protected from lawyers nor the government. I think that living in an environment where we just accept that means that we're not holding ourselves accountable enough as a community to affect the environment in which we want to live in. Right, I, I believe in a world where every single person who wants to be involved in a community holds that community accountable. And the official opinion of Admat on knockoffs has already been spoken, but it wasn't by me in this podcast. It wasn't by us on our portfolio. It wasn't by uh, Austin, the president of the company through an email blast. It was done through the comments by the people of the community. Because Admat is an open source innovation company that relies on ideas from the community and helps shepherd them, right? The voice of the people is the voice of Adman. And they spoke through the comments, they spoke through their posts, they spoke through their shares, they spoke on podcasts on their opinions of it, such as what you and Kurt did last week. And I gotta tell you, I went from being sad and being hurt to looking at those comments and reading every single one of them and refreshing and being elated knowing that what we've been doing and the work that I've been doing, Austin's been doing and everyone over at Adman and all the inventors that we work with has made a difference. In some capacity or another, small, large, grand scale, whether we'll stand the test of time or be the new standard for this industry for the next hundred years. I don't know. But I'm going to continue to support innovators and innovation in any way we can. And, you know, we're we're going to fight in a way that is collaborative, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Good talk. Uh, Real quick, uh, uh, Dylan, that was a deep, meaningful and I loved it. I wrote down uh, two notes. Uh, Jake, if you don't mind me just jumping in. Uh, so first off, uh, do you remember that documentary with Jeff Bezos back when Amazon was like brand new? Uh, so this is a parallel between you and Jeff Bezos, which maybe is foreshadowing. Uh, but Jeff Bezos talked about his like 2002 Toyota Corolla or whatever the heck he was driving. He's like, it's a good car. It, it gets me from point A to point B. Uh, so same parallel, same thing. So Dylan Tellum is the next Jeff Bezos and he's going to space. That's what I heard. All right. Second, the the second, yeah. So the second thing, um, and on a more like serious note, is uh, this quote gets overused a lot, but uh, President Kennedy uh, made the quote that you know a, um, and I'm reading it because I'll screw it up, because uh, a rising tide lifts all boats, and that actually was talking about the economy, and I, it seems to me that if you look at the collaborative environment that ABMAT tries to foster, that is the intent of that environment is that you are trying to create that rising tide because it does raise all the ships. Like you said, you guys specialize in foam products and there's a lot of other companies in the, we'll just call it the gym equipment arena that specialize in different things. So like find me someone who welds aluminum better than Cleva. Uh, Find me people that do things better than other companies. And what's nice about that is that you have like your, your hyper-specialized stuff, so Abmat is foam, and you bring that and you help out where other manufacturers maybe don't have that specialization. Um, And that's something that I think we value. And then obviously bringing that into the way that American manufacturing should work uh, is that we respect that intellectual property and uh, like respect those uh, inventors, creators, innovators, um, and don't just rip off a company like you said earlier. If you reached out to Abmat, you probably would have been willing to collaborate. You know, if Alico, in this particular one wanted to do maybe a a take on a product, perhaps if they had reached out and coordinated, Abmat would have been willing to innovate a specific one. I'm not saying yes or no. I don't. I obviously don't speak for the company because I don't even work for the company. But I think that or that's we, the attitude that you're we saying. We would
1: have been elated and we probably even would have paid for it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, that, that that's the funny thing about this is we we pay an enormous amount of money every single year towards innovation because it offsets taxes, right? I'd rather pay for five new tools than pay the government a larger sum of money at the end of the year and buy that new car. Um, you yeah. Know, so, um, yeah, it, what you're saying is, is, is completely accurate. I'm not going after, you know, when they talk about a rising tide raising all ships, I'm not trying to go after a bigger piece of the pie, right? I'm not trying to take away somebody else's slice to make mine larger. I'm asking the question every day, can't we just make a bigger pie? That's the whole point of this, right? I'm not going after somebody else's business every single day with cutthroat intentions of trying to take away what their security is in their product line, right? No. If I have an idea of how to make XYZ's company's product better, I'm not going to make it and roll it out. I'm going to call that company and ask them if they want to work together on that project. You know, there's there's right and wrong ways of doing things. I don't, it's hard to navigate sometimes and it gets murky and it's honestly has to be navigated by somebody who's deep, elbows deep within the industry. They have to know what the current landscape is. They have to know where everybody's position is. They have to know the inner workings of every single independent inventor company um, and their capabilities to be able to navigate these things in a way that uh, makes sense to the overall consumer. Right. Um, So, yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying and I I think you're 100% accurate. Um, I have a question. Sure.
3: Um, what's the, I just, I did a lot of research on this Meaning, I Googled it right before this started. So, um, (laughs) there's that, but what's the ad mat strategy for getting the products in, uh, brick and mortar stores, Uh, just in the U S
1: Describe brick and mortar stores like fitness stores that are selling, uh, equipment like Dick's. Yeah. Sporting yeah.
3: Or... Academy sports, dick sporting goods, uh, um, anywhere where someone who's not embedded in our community, yeah. who's, I don't know. So 55 At- years At- old. And it's like, Hey, I need to start working out. And i At- man
1: At- 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 has zero, uh, zero presence in brick and mortar, uh, for my knowledge. Cause... I mean, don't get me wrong. I sell to, uh A lot of different distributors that i consider them all e-commerce distributors and some of them have brick and mortar presences like some of them are just small stores that are being like buffalo that have a a couple of fitness stores like for oh here's a good example gng fitness so we work with the gronkowskis and gng fitness has i don't know 10 11 12 showrooms and all of adam products can be seen in these showrooms Um, and they're Mm -hmm. resold there but they're predominantly an online reseller Um, the the truth of the matter is this, this market has turned into an online business, right? The Dick's sporting goods and the academies and all these large big box stores made a fatal mistake 10, 15, 20 years ago, which was finding that they would make a lot more money if they not only owned the customer and, uh, the location, but they owned all the products and the manufacturers that sold within those companies and housing them under their, uh, retail stores. And the interest in those brands started to dwindle as new opportunities arise, right? So I'm on the younger generation side, I'm 27 years old, right? People my age are a lot more invested into smaller brands with a mission, right? They they like right. to have a why in what they do for a living. They have to have a why and why they do it, right? They got to have a why in the brands in which they support. Um, it's more well. than just a pair of shoes or a, a piece of clothing or a product uh, in a gym, There's there's passion behind it. You know, there's, there's brand loyalty. Um, and a lot mm-hmm. of these big box stores have created a, they've kind of cornered themselves by only promoting their products, which has zero innovation because they're not in the, the, they're not in the space of innovative fitness equipment. They're in the sales route. They just happen to own, you know, uh, like Dick's Sporting Good owns ethos. Um, and ethos is just Chinese made stuff. That is probably some product developer in China going onto rogue's website. Saying, how can we make this for half the price? but um, right. You know, so we had an opportunity once Abmat, before I ever got there, uh, to sell Abmats in Academy and Dick Sporting Goods. Uh, you don't know, you want to know what they offered us per Abmat? Not 5%, 5 cents per Abmat sold. Jesus.
3: That's, yeah. a, that's a joke. You, yeah.
1: How are you going to run an American made manufacturing business on a profit yeah. of 5 cents, right? This is this, uh-huh. this, not the peanuts. We're not oh, going to be man. able to do that. Um, so it didn't make economical sense. So we, we deviated from that and we maintained our quality and per, uh, perception of our products through selling it through reputable uh, high, uh, high perception companies such as Rogue Fitness. You know, um, companies that they know when you're buying something from us, you're buying a good quality piece of equipment. So though I'd love to see a world where there are more independent brick and mortar stores and I'd gladly sell to them if the proper company were to arise. I just don't know if that there's a large enough regional market to support the big box, brick and mortar stores in today's world. The ones that I've seen the most successful um, are actually used sellers of equipment. So there's a right. lot of these regional companies that sell, resell used equipment. So like if a, a major league baseball teams closing down their gym lock uh, gym rooms and redoing it with you know $50 million worth of new Nautilus stuff, all that stuff is sold in the secondary market by these wholesalers. And then they take it, they sit on it, and they resell it and they make good margin, right? There's a guy out here uh, named Jeff from Show Me Waits who makes a kill and sell and resell equipment, but he also sells new equipment. He doesn't house or inventory any new equipment in his facility, maybe one or two little tiny pieces just for show, but it's not like they're they're, they're keeping, you know, $10 million worth of equipment in their showroom. They sell the used equipment, they get build relationships with all the local people. Then they go to these uh, locations and they sell them on some used stuff and some new stuff. And they have basically wholesaler drop shipping agreements with some of the newer companies. So he puts in the order and he makes his big, whatever it is. I don't know. It's a percentage of the sale. But um, the most successful ones that I've seen are resellers of high quality pieces of equipment. But again, these are very knowledgeable people who know the the value of older uh, style trading equipment.
3: And we sell to several of those. I got you. Um, I mean, that makes sense. Uh, I was thinking more about life to me. Uh, as difficult as it is to see people don't like intentionally buy knockoffs, Like, they're not like screw ad matter or oh, yeah. screw whoever I mean. they buy what's affordable or what they perceive as affordable, what's readily accessible and what's easy to understand. Yeah. And the population of the United States. Um, obviously it's aging, but you have more and more people who are being you know advised by their doctor, hey, go work out. You need to work out for all the reasons that we already know. Those people don't well, most of those people don't even know that we any of us exist. Yeah. Because that's not how that's not their their uh their frame of reference. Yeah. And they're most likely to say, Okay, well, where can I buy this stuff? Well, they're gonna go where they already go for bread milk, or they're gonna Google that's the ones who are forward thinking they're going to google it Uh, a lot of people i mean somebody people are going to look in the phone book and so you've got a large population of people with disposable income their kids are grown and gone they've got disposable income they're ready to set up a home gym maybe because they feel uncomfortable going into a public gym space and the products that they're running into are the products that are stealing your ideas yeah because those products are there yeah so I'm going to say something that's never been said on one of your shows, Jake. Brace yourself. When I was you guys' age, I probably would have been thinking about people about my age. But now my perspective is different because now I'm looking at my dad who's uh, headed for 80 years old.
4: Yeah.
3: You know, and I'm saying, hey, those people, that's a demographic. My mom, who lives with me, has she lives with me and there's a home gym right there, but she won't use it right? Because it's not her frame of reference. And so I'm just saying, well, if you want to expand and you want to make it so it's not cost effective for these people who are stealing ideas, then what you have to do is make yourself more readily accessible to people who would happily buy American if they knew that you existed. Because yeah. I mean, you pick a, uh, somebody, or I'm 50, but if I hadn't, if I weren't in this, uh, or in this community, I wouldn't know ad mat. So if you pick somebody who is 60 years old and say, hey, what's mat?" they're gonna be like, what? They're gonna think of one of those decline sit-up bench things, you know what I mean? So that's what I'm, because that's what was in magazines yeah. until the bench came out uh, in like Iron Man, Iron Man magazine. But that's what I'm saying. Um, because I think that your company is doing an awesome thing. I love what you're doing for the community, what you're doing for creators, for people who have ideas. You know, you're just tinkering in your home gym and you come up with an idea, man, it'd be nice if there was an easy way to, and you guys are actually making it possible for those ideas to come to life. But then we have a bottleneck because we're selling to the same small, relatively small community of people who just want stuff because it's the flavor of the month.
1: Sure.
3: And there's a new colorway.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I totally agree with that. You know, and one of the issues that I, I don't have a perfect answer for that because it's, honestly, it's not something that I've given a lot of thought to, right? I am, like I said, I'm 27 years I old. I'm from, I, I sell my products through an online retail store and through distribution. Right. So what I take, yeah. my distributors have a larger demographic than ABMAT does. Right. Um, we sell to a lot of different distributors. So depending on where you're at online, you can find ABMAT products. Right? You're not going to see them in a Target or at Dick Sporting Goods, but a lot of them are on Amazon now, uh, you know, yeah. which is a, a, a very, I know nothing about the fitness industry, good place to start, right? if you're looking yeah. for some home gym equipment. And some of our yeah. stuff is ranking very, very high, and, and uh, if not the highest within those classes. So we are starting to get to a larger demographic. Um, but again, I'm only familiar with what it is that I know, how I buy, how sure, I shop, sure. and how I show things. Right. So we focus yeah. a lot of our, our marketing and advertising, actually all of our marketing and advertising solely on Instagram and Facebook. I don't even have a Facebook account, not one, right? I have an Instagram account, um, you know, uh, but it's our demographics, I think are uh, the bulk majority. I think it's 78% of our followers are between the ages of like 18 and 40, right? So it's not a very large age group and 70% are like males, right? Yeah. so. I'm trying to figure out how to appeal to. I don't know if it's just the equipment because you know we sell some products like uh, the Chesta Pad, which is more specifically tailored towards females, um, and our Pivot Pad and Hip Thrust Pad, which is you know a, the hip thrust is predominantly a female movement, where it has been historically. Um, that really appeal to a, a very large demographic of people. How do I reach them? I don't know. I'm not a 35 year old female or a 50 year old dude or an 80 year old guy. You know, I yeah. only know the perception of what it is that i am uh, and how i buy and that's basically how i I, we've done our market it's probably a better long-term investment to be investing in the the younger generation and the more current means of uh sales routes you know because even though there is an aging demographic the way they buy is going to age as fast as they do um you know so as soon as we get if i found a way to sell to every single 80 year old today the 70 year olds that come up 10 years from now might have uh, an iPhone and
3: shop online, <laughs> you know, so yeah. I do, I want- get that. But I'm telling you, like an 18 year old doesn't have a house. Absolutely. So if you don't have a house, you get, he don't have a home gym. And if you learn how to sell to the 60 year old, right, yeah. they'll still want your stuff when they're 70. And they'll still have money. How- and they'll still want it when they're 80. Right. And then their kids, you know, Based on how the age that people normally have kids, the kids might want your stuff because they grew up seeing you know dad using it or or whatever you know because yeah. now their kids are seven, 60 or fifty or whatever. I mean I think that your strategy with the Instagram thing is is good because that's one of the ways that I found out about you guys. I just say that I wasn't saying it's not like a instead of yeah. it's more like a hey. In addition to this it. is uh you've been throwing jabs they're not working throw a leg kick.
1: You're not wrong. You're 100% right. I know that we're selling to a very small demographic of very, very yeah. um, educated uh, home gym owners, right? right? There's The home gym owners know Abmat and what we're about, right? And it, it's, it's very strange for me uh, you know, to go to a, an event like the CrossFit Games, where Abmat right. was the sponsor of the first ever CrossFit Games. There's 30 Abmats in every single CrossFit gym across the world, and there's 13,000 CrossFit locations, for reference, right. there's 12,000 Starbucks coffee stores in the world. There's yep. more, <laughs> right? So there's a lot of these things. And everybody is familiar with the mat. But when they, sh- sh- I show them our product portfolio, they go, I had no idea you guys sold all of this stuff, you know? Okay. And it, it's, it's hard for me, you know, because I'm not a marketer, right? I Though I have marketing elements within my job title, sure. it's not my profession. You know, I I focus on what can we make, what's the next product, but there's this strange perception of being an inventor or a product developer that once you create a product and you post it on your social media page to your 43,000 followers, you assume everybody in the world already just learned of this, they know about it, you don't have to show it again, you don't need to share that information again, but it's totally inaccurate because, you know, that 43,000 followers will be shown to 4,300 and liked by uh, uh, 43. And truth be told, you only tapped 1% of your actual market that you own, okay. you know? So when our product launches hit, it, 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 you know, it's funny to see because I'll post something to an account that has nearly 50,000 followers uh, and it'll we'll get one or two sales that immediately trickle in. And then our email blast will go out. And the next thing you know, we go up to 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 units sold within the first day. Uh, and these, these are just people that have a higher interest in buying in a tent that are guaranteed to open it. Because when I send an email to 25,000 people, 25,000 people get the email. If I put a post right. out to 50,000 people, <laughs> it's up to yeah. Instagram how well, how many yeah. people are going to see it and who in the world truly knows how to, uh, you know, what they're looking oh, yeah, for a particular day. You guys know the struggle as much as anybody from content
3: yeah. I'm trying a little bit inside while I'm listening to you. So yeah. So, so,
1: John, one of the reasons I want I I asked Jake to put this podcast together was not to talk primarily about my opinions of knockoffs. People are very well aware of that opinion, but it was to figure out how I can get into new markets. So this thought occurred to me. I have a board behind my uh, my desk and I look at it every day and that board has a goal. on it. It's to pay one million dollars out to inventors within five years. We're well within we're going to meet our goal. We're going to break that goal more than likely within the next two years, right? Uh, We're a year and a half into it and we're doing very, very well at that goal. And I'd like to get to the point where we're paying out over a million dollars a year, which is really the ultimate goal, but this is the stepping stone to get there. And it occurred to me, I spent all of my time focusing on how can I make new products and how can I make my inventors more money selling those products? What didn't occur to me was when I heard your podcast, Uh, last week where you talked about knockoffs and the the problems that you guys have as content creators in monetization, right? I've done a good job of helping inventors monetize their products with very easy routes to success or limited pain routes to success, right? (laughs) We take a lot of the stresses out as much as possible, but it occurred to me if I can find and focus 20% of my attention on how to make people like everybody on this call more money by being able to add, uh, monetize better through map, then you guys are selling, making money by selling my products, a.e. making my inventors more money, making my board go up and making my goal shorter, right? So this is really what I wanted to do because I've, I, I, I don't focus on selling products. I focus on building new ones, right? Um, I wish there was somebody in our company that was just, so hot and heavy in the sales route that all he did was go around and call those brick and mortar stores, uh, build out relationships with gyms, uh, reach out to affiliates and and talk to them about their pain points and what we can do to help. Uh, But, you know, apart from uh, downloading uh, affiliate pro uh, onto our website and starting an affiliate page, I haven't done much to nurture it. And I want to know from you guys as content creators who have different markets, right, who have different age groups and have different demographics, that you appeal to because of your content. How can I do a better job of promoting AdMap products by promoting you? So I want to know what that looks like. Is there a company in mind that you know that is doing the best across the field right now in affiliate marketing?
2: Affiliate marketing is tough. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't. I don't know if there's a. Jake, you go ahead.
0: Yeah, let me, let me start off. I think um, there's definitely some companies that do it better than others. Um, And honestly, those are the ones that have um, risen over the past five years. Um, Like, to be honest, the ones that have the good program set up have, um, have, um, have the influence, have content creators' attention, and um, they're the ones getting numerous hits um, monthly from most people. Um, and I think if, if you're if you're watching if you're following along the last few years, you can probably answer. Um, but I mean, the big thing is, um, some have, um, and a lot of companies are have started to catch on, like this 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 year, I would say. Um, but they have they have a good. They do a good job of telling you what's coming. They do a good job of um, reposting your stuff. They, um, they're they not afraid to give you free materials. Um, so, I mean, it's really just basic stuff, but they um, make you feel like you're important. Um, so it's, it's really just like the attention to it. And usually they have somebody um, messaging you, um, you have monthly, bi-monthly, um, on a, on a regular basis. I I think the big thing is just like, um, the biggest thing for me, the most interesting thing is just like kind of the behind the scenes. Um, here's what's coming. This is get ready for it. So it helps you plan. It feels like you're a part of the process. Um, I think, uh, just while I'm speaking, I'll say like, the biggest hurdle is definitely like I I think there's only one person who gets like maybe a couple who get um like flat fees to do anything. So it's it's a hundred percent reliant for all of us on the affiliate links. And as you know, as just like a consumer of YouTube, a consumer of of Instagram, like there's no incentive for you to actually go through those um, affiliate links. So like when, like I I think about like you saying, um, let's just say like Abmat sends a product to somebody, they do a a highlight early in the morning, like you said, maybe somebody has 50,000 followers, um, 10,000 people see it, one person buys, but then how many of them were ready to buy when that email came by? So like, there's just a lot of like, there's a lot of like influence that is going on where there's no sales uh, or there's no commissions paid off of that influence. Like there's no doubt that a lot of the garage gym accounts have like inspired people to start a home gym. Like there's, there's no doubt in my mind that like people are scrolling Instagram over the last 10 years and they come across garage gym accounts on Instagram, like that's a good idea. And I bet you tens of thousands of people have created a home gym account because of Coop's page, my page, anybody here, you know, like people just started home gyms because of Instagram. And I think like there's there's some people that see zero dollars because of the influence that they have. So I think, um, I don't have an answer for you. Clearly nobody does, Um, but some sort of bridging the gap between just affiliate links and like overall influence is is like what's needed. Um, And it's also just like, yeah, I'm, I'm blabbering, but it's also like, I don't think, I think, it takes, you know, I think Dylan, you've, I've probably had this discussion with you. It takes like 10 touch points before somebody decides to buy. And then ultimately one person gets that commission or if anybody does. So, yeah. so th- th- those are my general thoughts.
5: It, it, well, my, I have I, a
0: question. I, go, ahead. go ahead, Jonathan.
5: I, I was just gonna say my opinion is if you're a massive company, you can pay the company that owns Garage Gym Reviews to do a video of your product. But for everyone else, you need to do a full court press, especially if you're a smaller company. You need to get your product into the hands of, I hate to say the term influencers, but influencers to to use your product and then to review your product, to jump on your affiliate uh, promotion, as well as give you all of their content when they're done so that your team can chop it up, can make s- stories out of it, can make posts, can make reels, can make sizzle reels, put it on Instagram, put it on TikTok, Facebook, throw it in your email newsletter and really have a person dedicated to crafting social media, crafting um your affiliate program and getting your name brand out beyond what it's already well known for. Like inside the community people know Admat but you need to get find someone who's like reviewing supplements, some some 20-year-old girl, and get her an ab mat, get her um, a whole bunch of – like, a, like a, a hip thrust pad, and get her reviewing it because all of her friends are eventually going to have home gyms, and they're going to want – you want to get that information yeah. in their head. And again, full court press. You want to get on to, like, uh, websites on, like, you know those top 10 lists of, like, top 10 best ab mats, top 10 best hip thrust pads. And get on those lists because people are going to be Googling it and they don't know that you got ripped off by a thousand different other companies. They just see that list. They're going to hit that buy it now button and they own that for the rest of their life and they're never going to buy another mat again. Um, so you need to get so high up on that list that they see you. they kind of like force yourself in there and get beyond the the, the big home gym reviewers like. Like Coop, who's great, he's fantastic, but you send all of your products to him, he's going to make one video and badmouth half of your products, and, you know, it's kind of like a waste, for, whereas if you if you can find influencers, again, not even inside the home gym community, but, but everywhere, that's making good content, that's willing to work with you because it, it takes a lot of time to make good content, and who's willing to give you their raw footage, and that's key because then once you own that, once you have that raw footage, you're able to craft that a thousand different ways to Sunday. If you look at micro gains, like I sent him a bunch of my footage for the videos that I made for him. And he's chopped that up like 10 different videos. And every few weeks he releases a different one. Because like you said, you send it out to 40,000 people, 4,000 are going to see it and 40 are going to hit the like button.
3: I got two things. Um, The first thing is I agree a hundred percent with what Jonathan just said. The second thing you you have to rank on Google because that's how people find stuff. Uh, being whatever search engine rank on it. Um, and then I just searched while I was listening to you guys and I said, like, well, okay, I've got my YouTube shorts scheduled out for the next couple of days, uh, next couple of weeks, actually. And I looked at it and, you know, there's like a product option to put like, you know, what featured product is in this video. And so I just went ahead and I searched AdMat to see if it was possible if I did a video if I do a video talking, just because of how my home gym is set up, there's an ab mat right behind me. Mm-hmm. It's one of the ones you guys collaborated on with PRX Performance, yep. and it's on the wall behind me in an ab mat holder, right? Uh, so people see it all the time. So if I wanted to, I, I could click and say, okay, products in this video, and click that. Uh, ab mat, all I did was put in ab mat in the search engine, and ab doesn't come up. I've got some results, which I'm not going to name, but some results popped up. Admat's not one of them.
1: For for other companies?
3: Yeah. So what I would recommend is see whatever you need to do. I don't know what it is, but see whatever you need to do to make Admat an option for people to select. Because then we'll get paid through YouTube, right? To make that an option for people to select if they make a video that features any of your products. Right? Because, I mean, there are times when I make a video and it's just a one-off, just whatever thing and there's not really a product that I can associate with it, that's extra money for me. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> so you don't like my idea, Kurt? Anyway, um, but no, it's, so it would be easy. Like, okay, I made this video. It's a minute long, 30 seconds, 45 seconds long. Um, like I just did a, a hub lift, right? There's nothing in that video that I could link on as a product. And because it's just not available, it's just not, I, I looked. And I would be getting a little bit more money because you get a little bit of additional commission from it. I'd get more money for the same video. So that's something that you can do that won't really take any extra effort from your company that will increase your visibility. Um, The second thing is, I mean, I think UGC content is huge, like what Jonathan was talking about, right? User-generated content. Because sometimes I could make, I mean... If I made a video and I don't have to edit it, you can have it, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I mean, you pay me a little bit of money because my time is still worth something. But you can have the video. You can use it as often as you want and whatever you want, because I may make something that doesn't fit my channel, you know, but it's got your product in it. I'm like, boom, yeah, of course you can have it, you know. And there is a thriving economy of people of creators out there who would be happy to make user generated content for you that you can put on your channel or your YouTube channel or whatever, and all you guys have to do is edit it however you want in a way that that fits you um and it's just a struggle and I like one thing I will say is I commend you for reaching out to us because it's tough to get in front of to sp- get in front of sponsors man. I remember we used to do live streams of like powerlifting competitions just because i want people to be able to see entertaining stuff like if i'm lifting in the gym sometimes i want to put a a powerlifting meet on while i'm lifting right and so we'd run the live stream and i would beg companies and say hey look pay me a little bit of money and i will run your commercial during the breaks that will inevitably come up during this sporting event you're gonna at that time i say i'm gonna guarantee you're gonna get at least 1300 to 1500 views Because people are going to want to watch. There's 1,400 people in the competition. Every one of them has a mom. She's going to watch. Just whatever, right? Okay. And she's going to watch the whole day until little Johnny's done competing. So she's going to see your commercial multiple times. And I got, I would often get crickets in my emails. I'm like, no interest. So um, I think we need to, I mean, I've got some rants about just home gym content in general uh Jonathan I I have ranted to each other before but we're just like you know in terms of quality of content but I think that there are things cri- concrete things that a company like Admat that's interested in not only growing their uh brand to benefit you know obviously the families of the people who work for you but also the uh creators but also that benefits our community and I think that there are ways really concrete ways to to do that
4: okay
1: that's interesting. I had a conversation today. on uh, Actually, a, a gentleman reached out to me who uh, runs the uh, National Strongman Convention uh, Corporation uh, events. The what? National Strongman Corporation. Oh,
3: okay. Strongman Corps. Okay, yeah. Uh, uh,
1: he, asked, he asked me to, to donate some product for some commercial spots. I actually said yes. But uh, he, he, he was throwing in some banners uh, at the Arnold and a few other things oh. like uh, he's going to get some videos and send it to us for some content. So, you know, if I don't if he makes me sends me four things in which I can post, there's value in that. You know, you you you, you know what your time's worth and how long it takes you guys to do a post. Oh. I've, it, it's occurring to me now that you guys in your I, I'm assuming that your monetization strategy with your content is very similar to mine with our Instagram and our ads, right? Though we, do, when we post something on our social that we worked really hard on for maybe days, hours, weeks, whatever it is onto this one post, doesn't get a lot of likes, doesn't get a lot of engagement, doesn't turn into a lot of sales, but on our own channels where we send out our, when we post it onto our website, you know, IE your blogs or our YouTube channel or our email blast, we get a, a lot more in terms of sales. So, you know, I'd imagine you're, content that you guys uh, create and post onto social media is more of a top of the line funnel right it's to build out your audience to build out your youtube following is to build out your blog followers is to build out your email list which is much more monetizable i mean jake can you attest to that i mean you send out the, Uh-oh,
5: yeah dylan froze
0: yeah oh, you, you never eat. know oh uh, i'll wait till he gets back <laughs>
5: don't wait jake go back he's make him watch the video just start talking and i'll have to That's go hilarious. back and watch the video it's an extra view
0: That's hilarious. I'll give him one minute.
5: Jake, time is precious, man. The clock is ticking. Let's go, Jake. People are watching this right now. They want to know what your response is going to be. Oh,
3: this is going to get edited out. Nobody will ever see this. This, this He's back. He's back. (laughs) Okay, Chris, stop talking about it. He's back now. He's back. Oh,
2: Oh, and John, I I had looked up what I thought was Abmat on YouTube, um, but I hit the D instead of the B, and it popped up with this Indian dude's channel uh Mm. and and i shout out to Admet. yeah so (laughs) i actually when i when i jumped down i wasn't reacting to you i had accidentally clicked on one of the videos and it popped up and it was like it was like bollywood and i was like
3: oh crap like get out of here nice nice hey Uh, i'm big in certain parts of india okay
2: (laughs) yeah funny story probably all i've been to india
3: Hey,
1: there you go. When we started our Instagram page, uh, we were Abmat underscore USA, and I bought Abmat from a guy named Abraham Matthew in India, um, and it was very difficult ah. to communicate with them. But when he nice. reached out, I was like, I was like, hey, I this is kind of our company. We're trying to start. We were still really, really small at the time, and I asked him what he wanted for it. He was like, um, twenty thousand. I'm like, oh, gosh, twenty thousand yeah. what? And he's like, rupees. Rupees. So I'm like, oh. <laughs> What's that, like 400 bucks? He's like, yeah. It's like, sure. I was like, how do I get it to you? You got a Western Union? He's like, just send it in Bitcoin. I'm like, all right. So we figured out what, like,
4: what, what was his head man. Well, he was,
1: his name was Abraham Matthew. It was just his personal account, AB
4: Matthew. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got you. That's a weird you know,
0: and hilarious. But I still that's follow a, the yeah. guy. He, 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 he's,
1: he's a cool dude.
0: All right. Well, <laughs> yeah, let me, Dylan. Let me. So we lost Dylan for a minute. That's some nice combo in between. Um, but yeah, let me ask you, answer your question. Um, so 100%, it is a funnel. So the way I look at it as um, at the very top is Instagram with 200,000 followers. I don't care about that number. Um, or I understand that the 200,000 is equal to, um, is probably as valuable as a thousand blog so like the, the, the funnel is, is 100% try to get more Instagram followers, but it's, it's ultimately to get them to follow the blog and the newsletter, the podcast, and then all of those are kind of secondary. And then underneath is, is Home Gym Con. So hopefully you follow, you read enough blogs, you, you listen to enough podcasts, you, you're hit over and over and over all year and where you're like, yeah, I should go to this convention so yeah that's that's a hundred percent the it's plan. the evergreen it's...
1: content that you produce that truly has the value the youtube videos that have embedded links the blog posts with click here now to buy uh
0: that people get through their emails I... correct the valuable yeah. the valuable is the audience the audience is the attention of the audience is the value
3: yep. correct and, and i mean there's not really incentive with instagram to put a ton of energy into it simply because it's so tough to monetize it. So, you know, Instagram for me essentially just functions um, so that if I reach out to somebody and say, I want to interview them, they know I'm a real person. Um, they're le- they're more likely to actually answer if I put a comment or some, hey, I'd love to interview you. I'm going to send you a DM. Can you check it or whatever? And that's that's really what I get out of it. That's about it. Um, it's a and it's an easy way to shout out somebody if they you know buy a shirt or something um but the the real value for me is the website and the youtube channel
1: so what if there was a i'm just spitballing here right because i'm trying to find creative ways to help you guys monetize while i monetize and everybody wins right what if we were to do something a little different than what people have done in the past right so what if i were to do everything that you said jake take your advice on the companies that are doing it well right have a, one of my representatives of the company reach out to everybody individually, form a relationship. Let give them a, what kind of heads up do they give you on new products? Is it a week,
0: a month, two weeks? Yeah, it's more like just a, a monthly, a monthly heads up as to as to what's coming next month. This is the big thing, but there's just general check ins. So. I'll
1: have a representative start reaching out to people. We'll, we'll go back to our affiliate pro, make sure that we're paying out a fair percentage. Uh, you know, I, I'd assume you guys are more akin to send uh, your affiliate links to some larger distributors to increase cart sizes. So I'm probably gonna have to increase our percentages for, you know, uh, initial launches, uh, especially where it's easier to sell a product because it's unique, novel, it's sexy new. So I'm gonna have people start reaching out to each and every single one of you uh, to let you know what new products are coming. Um, not monthly, but as you know, new products are rolling out, I will send you all free samples. Anyone on this call that if you ever see anything on our site that you want to review, shoot me a text or DM me through Instagram, whichever you, you prefer, um, and I can send you some product. It, as long as you guys do something with it, you have my commitment to do that, right? Um, and I think this this might be cool, right? So if, let's just say, John, if you were to, if I were to send you a product, right, and you were to do a review on the product, instead of just you posting it onto your, uh, your blog or your uh, website or your uh, YouTube channel, what if you were to do all of that? And then we also take your review and we do an email blast with a review from the community, right? where you can share your insights, de- more intimate details than I would put into a, a product description page. And I embed your affiliate link into my email. Even though it's my email that's going out to my customers, you right. would still be compensated at a higher level to a larger audience by utilizing my email list. Also you could put your own videos and your own channels to help promote right. your list. I think it would have a greater incentivization rather than, Hey, I spent 12 hours putting together this thing for a split squat pad and I sold 12, but they're only $30 a piece. And I only get 5% of that, you know?
3: Exactly. Um, yeah.
1: So I, 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 I'm trying to find a way to where I could put enough, there's enough meat on the bone for you to be incentivized to put some effort in. And I, I, think if we were to share channels, right. If I were to put your review into an email blast, cause that's valuable to people. Like you said, Jake, 10 touch points. One of them is going to be an outside review from probably somebody within the community that has value, right. That they know they've seen, they trust, they know their face through their Instagram post. Um, so here's what I'm willing to commit to all of you. I'm going to go back to our, 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 our payout percentages and evaluate that um, and potentially do something to where upon new releases it's at a higher percentage than it is just standard throughout the throughout the year for a a period of a lot of time so that your content can have a higher initial value Um, I will send you guys samples for whatever you like not every product if it doesn't pertain to your audience but if if there's anything in particular that you guys want to try reach out you have my full commitment for free samples on that And if you guys want to do reviews, you know, so you guys do your long form content to put onto your YouTube, uh, you know, so Jonathan, when you post a YouTube video and you cut that up and turn it into four or five little Instagram posts, if something, if it pertains to my product in that element, right, that little portion of it, send me a collab and we'll accept it. So not only will you see it on your page, you'll see through my 50,000 followers as well. So I'm able to help give you guys access to my followers to help grow your channels, right. To increase your funnel size. And I can help you with adding uh, some of my evergreen, your evergreen content into our higher intent uh, uh, customer uh, portfolios through our email blast. Is that, does that sound something like,
0: is anybody doing that? I I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think of anyone. Sorry, Kurt. I don't, I just want to like, um, before we go too deep into this, I just want to um, say one more thing, some of the other companies that are really good about, really good um, ab- about the whole process is they, and I know your intent is this as well, um, but they, they don't force you, like there might be this like idea that influencers are just getting paid to give good reviews. But no company in my seven years has ever been, like, only posted if it's good. Like, nobody is nobody is saying, like, um, I think that's, like, people are, like, oh, reviewers are in the paychecks or are, are in the, uh, uh, what's the word, pocketbooks or whatever. They're uh, getting paid by these um, big companies, and that's why they're doing so well. That's not the case. I think... Um, I think um, as long as like you go about this whole process, whereas like you have complete freedom to do whatever content you want, um, yes. I just want to make sure you do something. If you don't like it, please give us that feedback. So as long as you're like emphasizing that, um, that's that's important as well. well. The, the just, truth of the matter is
1: I don't, you know, I rarely ever see a review on social media of something of an influencer saying, I don't like this product because or I really hated this piece of equipment unless they're promoting a a better alternative. Right. Because at the end of the day, your content has to make you money and you're not going to make money by telling five million people not to buy something. Right.
0: But you're not going to you're not going to spend your time on something you don't like
1: that's the precisely thing. unless you were giving them a different option like i don't like this bench because of this 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 and this reason but i really like this one because it covered all the bases you know i see those videos all the time yeah you know and I'm, I'm i'm perfectly open to you guys producing whatever content you like all of you guys are unique and different in how you use products in your markets and demographics so it's amazing to see what people use some abmat products for after we launch it we design everything to have one purpose and one intent but some of our products have Hundreds uh, that I've seen in different variations and uses. So I I can't imagine you guys would want to reach out to me for a free product uh, if it wasn't seem didn't seem like something that you would want to use or try at least uh, or could see some value in. But uh, yes, you, you, I am 100% in agreement with you. By no yeah. means does I want this to come off that Abmat's trying to dictate what it is that you guys say within your reviews because that's the furthest thing from the truth. We take our Abmat products are never done right when enough people say this element would make this product better you know what we do we make the product better if enough people said this product's cool but we don't never use it it usually doesn't sell very well and we just stop selling it so it, we're continually morphing as the information uh, comes out and it's hard you know with admat particular, because we're creating new classes of fitness equipment in some areas right we're creating completely there's nothing to compare it to in some areas Um, You know, so you're really creating a market in first movers and first movers don't always win. I know that you know that. So we also we have to continue to um, innovate internally as we're trying to innovate externally as well. So, yes, I'm in complete alignment with you on that, Jake.
2: Yeah, I think uh, to actually add to that as well. So you talked about uh, announcing when products are coming out. So one company that I work with that I think does a really good job on their affiliate relationships, Uh, what they do is a, it's not on a regular basis, but they do an actual like teams style call and it's put out to everybody that is aligned with that company. And they bring them on and they're like, Hey, this is like the 200 yard view, the 100 yard view. This is what's on the horizon. And then there's a lot of why. So Dylan, you touched on that. Why being really important earlier. So why is the material that's used in an ab mat? better, because then you're arming us with the information. Um, One of the things that I do for review, so I would also like to tag on that most of the time uh, when I don't give a negative review of something, it's because I researched it super heavily before I purchased it with my money. Uh, So if I give a negative review on something, it's because I'm pretty ticked off that I just wasted however much money on something for my personal gym. But uh, but like what sets that apart, you know, like why is Close cell, open cell foam, you know, the education piece is, is really important. You, you highlighted earlier that you have a very educated market and you do in a lot of ways, but in a lot of other ways, I was reading through all the descriptions on AbMap and it talks about the features, what they do, but I'm a nerd and I wanna know like, why is your nylon or whatever, why is it better? Why are your zippers better? They're not YKK. Why are they better? So, so that's, I, that's I where that. I'm at okay.
1: with it. So when I send you what's coming up, I will also send you a, uh, I, I, I'm going to find a way to create some type of portfolio, um, Google Doc or something to where I can have all upcoming products with our, uh, our uh, content as well, right? So we'll have our videos uploaded to it, our photos from our photo shoot and our copy that's going to be released on our website and if you guys see anything want to add to it it i'm going to give you i'm going to start sending you some new products um, as they are released to give you an opportunity to put some of your own opinions into the product description pages if you feel as if there's anything in which we're missing um, or something that you want to see that i didn't provide to you guys so you can uh, we could find a way to create some sort of uh uh group community folder, which you can all get access to, which will have all of that content and all the photos and everything that you need to be armed with all the information that I'm capable of providing you for you guys to do what you guys do. That's good advice. I like that.
3: My only feed, my only suggestion is what I said earlier. It's like, figure out how you guys can get your products in the, the Google ecosystem so that it's clickable. Cause I mean, I did one of those head to head comparison reviews, Yeah, know, versus one of the knockoffs. And I mean, it got uh, came out last uh, 2022. And if I could have just clicked on a thing said, Hey, so let me back up a little bit. YouTube is moving towards removing the links in the description.
1: Really?
3: Okay. Hmm. Keep in mind that their intention is for you to be able to watch YouTube like on TV. Right? It's not as easy to click. They've already removed the whole description, link in the description for shorts. So that's what I'm saying. It's like you, but they will show you this is the product. These are the products in this video. You can click on it and go straight to that product, you know, to purchase a product. And the from the groups that I'm in um, that are specifically about how to do well on YouTube, they're talking about that YouTube wants to move towards removing links in the description because they don't want you to leave YouTube. TV. Yeah. If you click a link, you're going to leave the platform. And then that hurts them because you might not come back. But that inter- that that interferes with their ad revenue from the next video. Sure. But if you can stay on YouTube and you purchase through YouTube, then they're going to get something from that. And there you go.
1: Yeah. I, so I know, I know why that we're not on there, though, because they're, they're probably just taking that information from companies that are buying Google Shopping ads. Um, so right. I mean, potentially, links. yeah. And I've, yeah. I've, I've never advertised through Google before, or or through YouTube. Um, so gotcha. Something I've ever tried. So I, that's right. that's definitely some. Uh, uh, I'd call that a low hanging
3: fruit. That's yes. Yeah. So, so I just say if it was right. possible. So like that video I just told you about, it's got about forty nine hundred views. All right. Not one of those people has the option to click and just easily just go straight to the the product. And I mean, you know, God willing, it continues to grow, and somebody else sees it again, and then you know, that, let's. That's what i What I meant when I said, like, some of the the notes I took down for this call, I said, you know, people want what's readily accessible. So let's make it easy for them to find your stuff. You know, um, one of the analogies I always mm-hmm. use is, you know, if there, there's probably the world's best swordsman, probably lived in Japan in some small village, and nobody ever, will ever hear of him because he didn't know how to get his swords to market. Yeah. And it's like, let's remove some of the barriers. And meet people where they are. I believe there's a way for. I don't do TikTok. Uh, I'm not into dancing on camera. But <laughs> apparently, you can shop on TikTok. My wife has purchased stuff on TikTok. You can shop. It's on called TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> so, wow, TikTok. It's I it's know your views TikTok. on. I do not. Uh, I know your views on TikTok and suck at G. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I said I don't. I don't do TikTok, right? And so, but I know that people can shop on TikTok. So it's like, okay, well, where is the demographic that I'm going for? You said it's 18, younger people, right? where are younger people gathering? Where are they looking for stuff? And um, I I think that that's, like you said, the the thing about being on YouTube as a clickable thing is low-hanging fruit. Um, I mean, I've I've got other ideas that I'm happy to pitch to you guys too, but that just to me is the simplest thing for, you know.
1: You're totally right. That could probably be huge.
5: I know Keith. what it was like when we first started our first website. I know what it was like when we first got on Amazon. So, yeah. So, Keith, I want to hear from you. I want I want to make sure that you're not stalled out. So, over
3: there.
4: I I feel like I might be on the wrong podcast. I'm not necessarily. I don't consider myself an influencer. I don't have any, uh, you know, link in the bio. Click my stuff. I'm just I'm just a home gym guy that you know likes to build up the community. Um, one thing I do have for Dylan though, uh, I'll kind of take the whole thing in a completely different direction as far as like mm-hmm. I'm more. I'm only if I already have something that's similar to that. I'm not going to replace it unless I consider it's better or I can customize it. What kind of options do I have at Abmat to customize stuff, uh, colorways, or getting my my gym name like laser let etched like like I have like three foam rollers. I'm not going to buy a new foam roller unless it's like significantly better or I can put my gym on gym name on it or something like that. Like, do you have any options like that?
1: So yeah, I'm, I'm actually glad you asked that. We we made a really weird purchase, which was a hundred thousand dollar UV printer. That's a four by eight flatbed printer that uh, we have just finally figured out how to really implement it into our our product offering, right? We started off with our first thing, which you've probably seen before, some of our custom root boxes, so our plyometric boxes. Because it's so good at printing on wood and it doesn't require a lot of white layered backgrounds, um, we started doing custom root boxes as our first ever custom option. So we do have the capability to customize almost anything. I am working with some companies from uh, Home Gym Con right now to see what we can do about utilizing our UV printer to potentially um, customize some leather goods or, or some other wooden platforms, if you will, uh, while working in collaboration with these companies, um, which I think could make some lower cost options than you know some CNC routing, um, custom-made engraving um, for them and also for you guys, and also to allow Abmat to have some type of presence within those two commodities in which we're not currently selling ourselves. So I do want to customize more, right? There's obviously a lot of the Model T approach uh, with Henry Ford into what we do. Everything's black and you, uh, you can get it into one color as long as the black kind of situation, because yeah. we are a mass producer right and it makes more sense to have my logo on it than yours if i wanted somebody to see it in your video recognize it and buy it from me right so i have done custom i have done custom admats uh and we're going to start doing a lot more of them it's something that we really only offer to like wholesalers or companies that are uh, reselling hundreds or buying 50 of them gotcha. at a time one off mat customizations it's a little, you know, it, it, it's a lot of work, you know, for, for us to upload an art board, to implement it into our printer, take one panel, go out. And we have to, I'm not sending my sewers home with 500. I'm, you know, I got one to, that they need to sew in that day. So there's a lot more implements to go into it. So the, the, the reason why we haven't rolled out customizations across the board on all of our products is mostly we're not sure what, uh, whether or not it'll be cost prohibitive right because you can buy an ad mat right now for 35 dollars, but would you buy a customized one with whatever the heck you want on it for 75 i don't know um uh, but that's that's about what we would have to charge in order to do that type of customization work because we have over two to three hours mm-hmm. into each one additional almost uh well, more like an hour or two but there's a lot of you know it it, it, it comes with a lot of different efforts but so what we're going to be start doing now is we're going to one continue doing our custom root boxes because we've set up that process really well and based off of what you're buying, you know you're either paying two hundred and seventy five dollars for the cream of the crop best plyo box out there, you know hybrid wooden box foam corners, or it's three fifty with two sided customizations, whatever you want, you know a full colored edge to edge, you know I'll, I'll I'll put anything you want on it. I made one uh, today that uh, was a Where's Waldo. Uh, depiction. Why somebody <laughs> wanted a Where's Waldo page on their bio box? I don't know. but I thought it would have fun. <laughs> uh, That's a lot of imagery,
4: man. Um,
1: so we are, going, we are going to be rolling out more small limited runs of customizations, right? So we've done some custom releases of our ad mats. You probably saw last year we did a uh, a line of uh, Frankenstein coffin benches yeah. um, and we did some Frankenstein ad mats. We're doing that again this year with a different creature. <laughs> mm, uh, cool. So that's a little little foreshadowing, uh, if, mm. uh, if, if you like. We're gonna be releasing that on Friday the 13th, actually, which we have this October, um, which should be a lot of fun. Send so, us an email.
3: Yeah, we'll send you an email. <laughs> uh, we'll send you, an, we'll send you guys back.
1: an email on that one for sure. Um, and uh, yeah so we want to do more customizations and I'm open to doing customizations we got to get better at implementing them onto our website and streamlining it we just hired a new guy that's going to be running our custom line for us Um, so because historically uh, in the past it was I get an email I forward it to Austin Austin's got 50 hours of work that he's trying to fit into a a 40-hour work week and um, he has to find the time to personally go out and do all all the customization work but we're getting better at it. We're becoming more of an expert with the machinery and the materials which we can print on. And I look forward to this next year having much more low
3: cost customiz- customizable options on our website for our product portfolio. So yeah. So, so what I hear you saying is at next year's Home Gym Con, you're gonna have a booth where people can get their logo added to AdMat products while they wait. <laughs> no, that machine is heavy. Your logo at it while you wait. I will
1: take your I will take your order and your money if you like, and I'll get to you in about uh, seven to fourteen business days. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I don't remember if you, if you guys home gym con last year, you saw our Rubox box wall with a whole bunch of different strange depictions of custom options in which we had. Yeah, um, that's cool. So uh, yeah, we're looking to do a lot more of that, and we we've seen just with our Ruboxes I sell a substantial amount more of customized rue boxes than I do just the generic bland ones now. But that's Makes something sense. more of a, it's a statement piece. It's a large uh, imposing product that takes up a big surface area. And it's its really a great billboard for brands, you know, like uh, for instance, uh, Coach Karp. Uh, he was one of the first ever recipients of a custom box. He's using it in all of his videos. Matt Pendergraf uses it as a platform. Uh, uh, Kelly Starrett with the ready State does films all of his podcasts on them uh, you know so there's uh, yeah. they're recognizable so yeah we
0: will be doing some more well I uh, think I think it'd be cool like uh, I'm thinking about like someone like Keith who has a a clear theme within his gym like if you could buy a package like if you yeah. could have an ab if you had like a package of an abmat Ru box and then I don't know. Even if you get like a banner and this and that, like a five package thing for $600 with your custom logo on it. Like I can see a lot of people going for that. Oh, okay. That's
4: interesting. Yeah.
1: It's
0: very interesting. You know,
1: so one of the, one of the things that we're do we, I want to do is uh, rather than discount our products, provide something extra, right? So if somebody's looking to do a big large bulk order, yeah. Uh, I'd rather give them free customization on everything than a 15 or 20% discount, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because uh, it's more revenue for us and it, it, it's a better uh, perceived product offering for them. So yeah, that's interesting. We, 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 we've tried uh, uh, some doing some large scale packages for the CrossFit games, but there was no customizable options for it. Uh, so mm-hmm. that, that yeah. might be a
0: really cool angle to do that. So that's a good idea, Jake. Write that down. Um, all right, well, guys, I just want to check in. It's... Um... It's almost 10 o'clock. I don't think we're going to do any other um, topics. Um, Anything else on this subject before we kind of close it? No? Well, um, Dylan, dude, we'll need to have you back on one of these roundtables. That was awesome.
1: Um, Thank you very much, all of you, for taking your time to do this because this was really a learning experience for me. I didn't have any intention of doing this as, as a podcast. I just said, Jake, can we get some people together? So he did. Yeah. And I he said, can we air it? I said, sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> content's content, but <laughs> exactly. I, <I'm> very, <laughs> yes. so thank you. Uh,
4: yeah. this, this would have not definitely not been as much fun if it wasn't a podcast. Like, I don't know, like just talking on a zoom call is not as fun as actually knowing it's a podcast and it's going to come out. Like that's just, I don't know. Podcasting is my favorite pastime.
0: Yeah, everyone of this kind of brings their a game
3: when but you know what would have happened is if even we had done that we would have ended up saying man we should have done this as a podcast because all this cool stuff we said you know but yeah yeah
0: people I mean people like hearing this sort of stuff at least like the the audience of this podcast is I mean Dylan may not love to hear this but a lot of it is Jimmy equipment. Everyone in the industry. So, like, they should get value of this brainstorm, which ultimately raises um the bar for everybody. And then, a lot of like, I think other people are just like hearing this how the what's this phrase, how the soup's made or whatever. What is that?
2: Oh, the sausage? How oh, the, oh, the sausage is sausage made. Is made. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: The <laughs> no soup for you, Joe. So. How the borscht is brewed. Sure. <laughs>
1: I, I, one last thing I do want to say, I think it's really cool how even content creators, even though basically you guys are going after the same market, same audience, and you guys in some way or another are in competition with each other for sales. I think it's really cool how you all work together and you collaborate and you lift each other up and you, you share, you know, your knowledge basis and your platforms together. So I think that's really cool and what you guys are doing. So I commend you for that.
3: I mean, I honestly don't see anybody on here as like competition with me. True. Um, I wow. think we're all competing to. <laughs> I don't mean it like that. No, I mean I like. I mean seriously. <laughs> I mean it like. I think we are together competing against muscle and strength, and yeah. you name the outlet that's promoting the fitness lifestyle, but you know, going to a gym as opposed to being a gym owner. You know what I call leasing space at a public facility. Um, we're together showing people, hey, you can do this. You can be an owner. You can own your fitness instead of leasing it from someone else, right? And so I think that we're all collaboratively making that happen for a lot of people in different demographics. Because I'm not going to reach that the 20-year-old. I'm not going to reach the you know 18-year-old. I'm just not going to do it, you know, because that's I don't. I mean, my youngest son is older than that, so it's like I don't really relate to them. You know what I mean? So, I need these guys, and I love having the conversations with you guys with all of them because it makes me think, it forces me to like kind of up, like, oh, so now I'm gonna make I came up with like five different content ideas just through this conversation, hmm. you know. So, so thank you, actually. Yeah, we and it's just fun, I think. Um,
0: everyone who joins the roundtables always has a good time, so and yeah, we. We get along and, um, and yeah, yeah, so it's, and we're learning, we're learning as we're going. Uh, everyone is kind of, so conversations like this help, um, everybody. So, all right.
5: All right well, Mr. uh, Beast, Mr. B says you have to have a quick ending and it is past my bedtime. So I'm checking out. I gotta go I'm, squat. I'm all right. want to be strong like Kurt. I gotta, I gotta early wake up call to get to the gym. It's leg day yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So hey, all of you take care and be well.
3: All right, I'm close oh, it. Later. Hey, hey, wait, 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 wait! Congratulations on four million views, Jonathan.
5: Thank you, thank you. Falling. <laughs> yeah. Do you do have anything else math. for the listeners, Jake? Fifteen thousand nope. subscribe videos. So do the math on how, how many the
2: videos. There we go.